0: You know tim burton can make all of the shitty uh you know charlie uh, charlie and the chocolate factory ass movies that he wants to make but at least he made ed wood uh yeah uh easily in my
1: my mood changes from day to day but easily within my top five if not my top three favorite movies of all time ed wood um it's just kind of a perfect movie and especially aspirational to anyone who's ever wanted to do something creative especially when their visions don't really mesh with what is
0: acceptable yeah and also i mean so i mean it's it's not like a a direct uh you know biopic of ed wood it no, certainly it, it sanitizes certainly glo- certain it, elements it glosses but...
1: over the, the the darker later years where Edward descended into alcoholism
0: and monster nudie flicks. Yeah. But, which honestly, even those movies are still pretty fucking watchable, but you know, excellent performances that you get from Johnny Depp, uh, Martin Landau, you know, I think he got an Oscar for that shit, right? He won an Oscar for best supporting actor and Rick
1: Baker won an Oscar for turning Martin Landau into Bela Lugosi.
0: Well deserved.
1: Yeah. He's fucking indistinguishable from uh later stage Lagosi,
0: yeah
1: uh you got Bill Murray there as well,
0: right yeah, as bunny
1: uh you have George the animal Steele as Tor Johnson,
0: mm hmm which you know again th- like they they managed to make this shit like pretty fucking uncanny,
1: yeah, it's uh probably the most recognizable person honestly is probably Sarah Jessica Parker, yeah, and they they I mean, I, I mean, are we over being mean to Sarah Jessica Parker? Because there is a bit in uh, in the opening scene where
0: they refer to her as horse-faced. <laughs> well, I mean, that was still earlier in her career. Was Like, how how long were people being mean to Sarah Jessica Parker?
1: Uh, like the last... always? Eh.
0: Yeah, I'm not really plugged in on the Sarah Jessica Parker discourse, but, you know, I have no real strong feelings on it either way
1: so my name is ness and david and david what are we doing this evening
0: we're doing a follow-up to our previous episode where we um didn't really seem to have a clear understanding of what we were talking about so <laughs> yeah
1: basically david pitched me the idea of doing our uh our top halloween specials and i read that as halloween specials specials that air on halloween specifically on tv apparently david was just talking
0: about like halloween media yeah i i was thinking like uh top you know, like top 10 things that you have to watch during the Halloween season. And so, yeah, you might my, have been a, my list bit more in, clear about that. Yeah. My list included, uh, several films. Nathan's did not. And so, uh, I decided to, in the last episode, truncate my list and just, uh, strike all of the movies from it. And so now we are going to go through a list of our top 10 Halloween vibe movies that you have to watch during the Halloween season.
1: Okay. Well, you also didn't say Halloween vibe. So my list might still be a bit off Mark, but since this was
0: your idea, I am not willing to make any more con, <laughs> you know, concessions on this point. <laughs> like how, how the <laughs> fuck, how much, how much can I finesse this point? Just
1: be better at communicating. Damn your eyes. It's top 10 Halloween fucking movies. What the fuck do you else? Do you want <laughs> anyways since this was your idea how about we start off with your number 10 alright my number 10 which you don't even have queued up you have to pull it up
0: don't look at the screen you're gonna spoil some shit my number 10 pick is tying into our previous discussion Sleepy Hollow
1: oh you son of a whore (laughs) I caught a glimpse of your list on the last episode, and I deliberately tried to pick things that weren't on it, but fuck it. Go off. Just, just Sleepy Hollow, fuck you.
0: It's not a competition. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow is still a good movie, no matter who's listed on. Yeah, just, 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 just fucking talk about it. Just fucking do it. All right. Um, so, Sleepy Hollow is an interesting movie. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know if it's a great movie, but it, it is It it isn't. It yeah, it's it's probably not a great movie, but it definitely embodies the vibe that I'm going for in Halloween. And I think that's ultimately what we really want to um distill down with this count with this countdown is uh it's not about the quality of the film, it's the vibe.
1: Uh yeah, Sleepy Hollow is ver- is very definitely hot gothic. know, hot h a u t e yeah gothic.
0: Read horny.
1: Also yes. <laughs> uh, it's got uh young Johnny Depp in his prime as well as Christina Ricci. So,
0: you know. Yeah, you know, horny stuff. Yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> But, um, I, I just really dig the, uh, you know, just like everything, all of the atmosphere and like the whole, uh, the aesthetic of this fog for days. Yeah. Fog for days. And it was actually really kind of like, uh, weird when you, uh, when you realize that sleepy hollow, the town is maybe like 20 minutes or uh, 20 miles North of New York city.
1: Yeah, we were talking about this a minute ago, and um, my assumption is that back when um, – who was the author of the original story? Washington Irving. Yeah, back when Washington Irving wrote it, uh, my assumption is that the New York City limits were much smaller. Yeah. And also back in those days, even if it was just 20
0: miles – Yeah, the definition – That was like a whole day. The definition of upstate was much more uh, localized. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, when you take that context into mind, it's like you could still believe that Sleepy Hollow is like a secluded, weird little Dutch colony.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what they say. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why'd they change it? I can't say.
1: Why the blood look that way? uh the same reason why everything else was so pale for uh
0: exaggerated effect. Yeah. And it rules. It works. Yeah. It's you know, like I said, it's about the vibe and this movie's got the vibe.
1: Yeah, in the original Dawn of the Dead, uh Tom Savini was very unhappy with how the blood ended up looking on film because it was very like comic bookish. Uh Sleepy Hollow did the
0: exact same thing only on purpose this time. Yeah. Every th- all of the colors like this movie has no colors it's in it's it's in color it's but black, it's black and, and white
1: shades of gray uh sometimes a little bit of blue and, and then just bright, bright ass red blood exactly yeah yeah uh yeah sleepy hollow um maybe the movie is bad but also the movie fucking rules yeah i will not explain further <laughs>
0: so um yeah if if you haven't seen it uh give it a watch if you've seen it you already know so uh my pick for
1: uh number 10 is uh somewhat of a pedestrian choice but the rocky horror picture show yeah i mean it t- is a tradition to like try and take in a uh a shadow screen at least once during uh the month of october you know and in the pre covidinous times uh the Tampa Theater always hosted one. I saw one uh last year when I was at Spooky Empire. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh at Halloween Horror Nights, uh for a couple of years they did a shadow cast of uh the Rocky Horror Picture Show.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's what well, it's it's a rite of passage, really. Yeah. I, you know, I I don't think that anybody can really you know, move into being a fully fleshed out adult without having taken in that, that show at least once. I mean, uh, my exposure was in uh middle school. So, yeah. And I mean, what can you really say about the Rocky Horror Picture Show?
1: Well, what can you say specifically that hasn't already been said? Yeah. It's the most famous cult film of all time. Yeah. If, if
0: not the,
1: Yeah. I, it's arguably not even cult anymore because it has been so, uh intrinsically subsumed by the mainstream that it is now like
0: you know just yeah it's the mainstream cult film
1: so yeah it's 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 a cult film in the same sense that the big lebowski is a cult film and that it like crosses over into the mainstream through so many
0: people being aware of it and loving it and referencing it i would say that it's less cult than even the big lebowski like more people know of the Rocky Horror Picture Show than the Big Lebowski.
1: Yeah, I mean that's probably true. I mean Lebowski has Lebowski Fest uh once or twice a year, but um in any given city, in any given part of the country, and in, you know a lot of different parts of the world even, there is probably a Rocky Horror Picture Show shadow cast that you can go to on any given Saturday night.
0: Yeah. Jet set around the world, land in any city you would like, you can find the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs>
1: But even if it's not cult anymore, um I still feel like it is uh essential viewing for the Halloween season.
0: Yeah, it still ranks up there. So, even if, yeah, it it you know, regardless of how obscure or cult it is, it's still a you know, absolute you know, season necessity.
1: And there is just like in, in the movie there's just like so much love to uh the greats of uh uh there yesterday. You know, the, the opening song, a uh, science fiction double feature is just all send-ups to like fey ray and tarantula and the day the earth stood still and dr x and you know yeah if you actually know what half of those things mean then it's just like pure fan service <laughs> so yeah uh I, i'll actually stand by this pick uh rocky horror picture show yeah and is, i mean
0: the 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 penultimate like you know musical number from the show is like a send up of like the rko radio intro for for films
1: the opening lines are Whatever happened to Faye Ray, her delicate silk, satin, satin draped frame. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I
0: I actually stand by this pick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My next pick is Halloween 3, colon, Season of the Witch.
1: Ah, you bitch. This was also on my list. But. Yeah,
0: I mean, we're just trading back and forth. <laughs> All right, well, just do your thing. All right, so Halloween three obviously is an outlier. Anybody who is aware of the film knows that it has a weird position in the uh, in the Halloween franchise because it's the one movie that's not about Michael Myers. Um, John Carpenter made Halloween. Um, you know, it was supposed to be just like this low budget little uh, slash proto slasher fic. And uh, then Halloween two came out, which was, you know, just a continuation of the first film. And then it was supposed to be a, you know, launching pad that they could use to uh, create like a anthology series. And it would be a bunch of different uh, stories with each Halloween movie. Um, that were un, you know unrelated disconnected Uh, they would all just be uh, tied to Halloween somehow and Halloween 3 was the first film in that uh, initiative and audiences went and saw the movie and they were like the fuck is this where's the guy with the white mask where's the big knife give me the big knife give me the white mask This sucks. And so... Go give me the
1: big knife. I want Michael to cut my throat.
0: Yeah. So Halloween 3 just kind of ultimately came to stand alone as this weird entry in the franchise that uh, has no relation to any of the other interconnected films Um, and yet still stands apart from all of them as one of the best movies under the Halloween umbrella. Uh
1: you're looking at me like you want me to say something. I'm actually saving most of my thoughts for Halloween 3
0: because it ranks pretty high on my list, so. Okay. So that was my monologue. Yeah. I guess we'll move along. So my nine number 9
1: pick was uh Sleepy Hollow, uh which you've already covered uh pretty extensively. Um Things I would add to uh, your thing. Um, always great to see Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. Love that Christopher Lee as the
0: magistrate. Yeah, literal angel of death. Honestly, he's good at it. <laughs> um, Christopher
1: Walken, kind of like
0: when you find them in the river, the cause of death is drowning.
1: Uh, Christopher Walken kind of got flack for his performance. It was
0: intense. flamboyant.
1: Um, but honestly, I kind of feel like that it perfectly fits into um, this particular world where you have, like, crones shackling themselves to the table before they tell you their fortune so that they don't rip you into shreds. Something that they presumably learn through experience.
0: Yeah and i mean it does reinforce the fundamental truth that germans are terrifying
1: yeah i mean yeah no, no, no argument there um i just kind of love this movie because it's basically what would happen if like a hammer horror film had a budget like a big studio budget instead of a hammer horror budget yeah so uh yeah uh just reiterating all of the points that you said uh sleepy hollow check it out if you can And I believe that is the segue into your number eight.
0: My number eight is going to be parlaying off what we were just talking about. The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, very specifically the latter half of the film. Yeah, I more more the adventures of Less Ichabod. the Wind
1: in the Willows, more Sleepy Hollow, yeah. Yeah, we're no, I we're, get I get you
0: Yeah, we're we're not so much going in a uh, a jolly uh a jolly uh trot with some poppin' jays through the uh English uh countryside.
1: Yeah, it, it it didn't occur to me to include that since it's technically a short, but it is fair game, so yeah, go off.
0: Yeah, well I mean it's it was it was one of the Disney package films from the late 40s. So it's it's uh it was a th- part of it, yeah. It's it's it sits in a weird territory where it's like, yeah, it was a short, but it was also part of a package film.
1: But yeah, I mean, no. Uh state uh state your reasoning for putting it uh in this position.
0: Um the reason that I didn't include it in my uh list for the last episode was because it was part of uh, Disney Halloween.
1: Uh, kind kind of the same. Um, we had originally planned a video about spooky Disney stuff, and that's when I was going to talk about it, but that didn't materialize, so I guess we're talking about it well, now.
0: Well, I mean, we can talk about it later. Yeah, suppose. Yeah. I mean, there will be more episodes, but uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow segment from uh, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, I think it really kind of... You know it it has the needle in the red line for halloween vibes
1: uh question do you think that ichabod was chased by the actual headless horseman or was it brahm in disguise because in the original story it was heavily implied to be brahm in disguise and even in the sleepy hollow the live action movie that got you know yeah a reference and I was chatting with uh, an acquaintance of mine uh, online about how, like, oh, I love a uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, but I wish there was a version of it that played up the fact that Ichabod was actually kind of a dick, <laughs> and that Brom basically chased him out. It's like, boy, do I have the
0: short for you. Uh, I mean, I don't. You know, in the debating whether or not, uh, it was ultimately Brom. Uh, dressed as the headless horseman who chased Ichabod out. Um, I don't think that it really matters all that much, though. I think it was the headless horseman because there is a there short is that, bit. There, in there where, is that bit where he pe- peers down the headless horseman's neck and is just like, oh, shit, there ain't nothing there.
1: Yeah, he the, the horseman just laughs at him. Yeah. So, yeah, I I prefer to believe that um, it was an actual ghost but also i love this uh movie because it kind of like paints ichabod if it frames ichabod in the way that he was intended to be framed a dick an asshole yeah (laughs) so yeah katrina van tassel is probably much happier
0: with uh brom bones probably yeah i mean ichabod (laughs) kind of seemed like like i mean brom bones was portrayed as kind of like you know a you know sort of uh jockey asshole yeah worst
1: you could say about him is that he's a schoolyard bully but I don't think he's like, he's, he's hardly Gaston.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. He seemed like a, you know, just kind of normal guy. And then Ichabod was kind of just like a, had like con man energy.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, he was all, it. it's literally said in the narration that he was going to marry, uh, Katrina, not because he particularly liked her, but because, you know, the old man's going to die one of these days and he can't take it with him. Yeah. So yeah, fuck Ichabod.
0: <laughs> so what's what's the next
1: item on your list uh my number eight is a recent uh one the conjuring hmm yeah uh we i i believe you mom and i all went to see that one together
0: yeah i think we saw it as you know kind of like a family deal
1: yeah and uh that movie gave me mud butt <laughs> <laughs> it was that movie yeah. was scary as shit
0: yeah that was a genuinely scary movie i like I need to rewatch it again, but um, it did kind of lose me in the third act where it got into like the really heavy uh, exorcism kind of vibes, you know?
1: Yeah. And I can see that, but like the rest of the movie was so immaculate that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Bowel shatteringly terrifying. <laughs> Bowel
1: quiveringly terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus Christ in heaven. Like, Okay, so these sorts of movies, like insidious and sinister, get like a bad rap for being like boo scary face. The conjuring is not boo scary face, no, it is not. <laughs> this is like real horror hours, oh my God, it is like the Exorcist of its time honestly i'd I'd rather watch the Exorcist
0: than rewatch the conjuring, oh yeah, any day, yeah. Like The Exorcist is way less scary than the conjuring, yeah, for yeah, the first two for the first two acts of that film,
1: yeah, the, the conjuring is fucking horrifying.
0: Um,
1: yeah. Oh, oh you, you want to hear a funny thing. It's like, uh, I was still working at the deli when the conjuring was out, and uh, I came in like the, a day or two after seeing it, and was saying to uh, a coworker, like, "Oh yeah, the conjuring, that's like super fucking scary. If you want a real horror movie, go see the conjuring." day or two goes by i come back into work when uh she opens. she's like hey, yeah she she hey ju- she, asshole she just
0: walks in and has cartoonish like you know garfield style vertical hair
1: no better yet she's like hey asshole i went to see the conjuring fuck you <laughs> yeah because she was like actually like a spiritualist who believes in all of this silly bullshit
0: oh yeah she <laughs> fucked up yeah
1: she she did a bad football yeah Um, yeah, I'm, I don't really believe in like ghosts and like all this, like silly Elaine war shit, but like this movie still scared the shit out of me.
0: No. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't believe in any of that kind of stuff, but like uh, this, it's still fucking like one of the most horrifying moments that I ever had in a film was like, uh, like they're in the, in the yard talking and like Elaine Warren is like, you can just see her eyes looking at something over the shoulder of someone that she's talking to. And then it cuts to the opposite view and you just see that person talking and like the feet swinging from the tree over the person's shoulder.
1: Another thing I love. Yeah, that was a good moment. But another thing I love about this movie is like all of the characters reactions seem natural like, there's kind of, like, the jarhead, like, jock cop who doesn't, like, believe in ghosts and demons and all that shit. And then he, like, sees some ghosts and demons and all that shit. And, like, his character. Oh,
0: shit. These ghosts and demons and shit are real.
1: Well, his, well, that's the thing. is like, his character remains fundamentally unchanged. But, like, he's not going to deny that the thing he saw didn't happen. Yeah. it's like, oh, I don't believe in ghosts and demons and shit. Oh, shit well, it's because there's fucking ghosts and demons and all that shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That, that seems like a very natural way that this sort of character would kind of like deal with this. Yeah. It was, it was a, uh, yeah. I, James, James Wan gets a bad rap just because he's been attached to so many things that kind of, so the con- many, the Conjurverse. So many, yeah. So many properties that kind of got out of his hands. Like, he first made his bones with the original Saw, but the original Saw was all he did. He he made his bones with like Insidious and Conjuring, but the originals of, of those I'm pretty sure are all he did. Maybe he did the Conjuring too, or or maybe he did Insidious too. I'm not sure, but you know. Even the first Sinister movie I I thought was pretty good. It was a neat idea. You know, I, I'm kind of here for like haunted media sort of stories. Yeah. That was very much more like Boo Scary Face though. Yeah. Though I don't actually, I don't, I don't think uh, James Wan actually had anything to do with Sinister.
0: No, yeah, but they, they, they all kind of get lumped in together.
1: That's true. Even though I don't think Sinister was even
0: Blumhouse. No, yeah, Sinister I think was Blumhouse. Yeah could is, look it up has jason quick, but I'm Blum not sure. ever
1: made a movie or is he just like a professional uh, is he just a professional up to something
0: yeah he's like a 21st century pt barnum
1: <laughs> that's clearly worked out very well for him
0: yeah can't argue with the results
1: yeah budget three million dollars like this is what i was talking about like make your movies more
0: frugally yeah uh well for sinister it lists five different production companies and one of them is blumhouse
1: well it's produced by jason blum
0: oh yeah so there you go
1: yeah the other production houses are just like money lenders presumably was ethan Hawke really the star of that movie <laughs> he was the star of the
0: purge huh yeah
1: yeah, Ethan Hawke's uh, star fell at some point.
0: Yeah. I guess I, I, I really just still imagine him... <laughs> imagine him As the
1: asshole from, yeah, uh, just from Reality wa- Bites.
0: Yeah, I just think of him like, you know, waxing Philosoph in a... Uh, about Nietzsche. Yeah, about Nietzsche in a shitty recliner chair.
1: And honestly, Ethan Hawke's not a bad actor. I feel bad for ragging on him as much as I do, but...
0: I've heard mixed revi- mixed things about the Good Lord Bird. Don't even know what that is. Uh it's his new um I I think it's a is it a movie or a mini series? I'm not sure, but it's uh it's Ethan Hawke as John oh, Brown. Oh, when,
1: uh, yeah, when he plays John Brown. Um yeah. I have mixed feelings about that since they seem to be playing John Brown for comedy.
0: Yeah, it's John Brown as a raving lunatic.
1: Which, if I'm being honest, John Brown probably was.
0: Well, he was a lunatic in. In the sense that he was uh, the only sane man in an insane time.
1: No, he literally thought that he was on God's mission to free the slaves. He really was, like, he he really felt like he was like divinely chosen to go on this mission. So, I think that's
0: the aspect that they're choosing to play up. Yeah, not. But ne- then again, he's li- he's living in a society in which you know he's living next he's living side by side with people who own people.
1: Yeah. And I wish that's the aspect that they had played up. Not John Brown, like as David Berkowitz almost.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, uh, John Brown, was, I would have
1: preferred if they played him as just like John
0: Brown was like somebody who could like, you know, see clearly through an insane filter.
1: Yeah. But that's that. I mean, I haven't watched the series, but just based on the trailers, that's not how they're playing him
0: no and that's that's what i was talking about that's that's why i was like saying that like you know i kind of have like you know mixed feelings about the show that's what i said well i guess we were saying the same thing okay
1: yeah i i wish they had just uh played him as a person who had like very strong convictions that might be divinely inspired but you know just yeah just not david berkowitz but this time he's on the right side of history
0: (laughs) yeah david berkowitz the son of sam
1: yeah yeah, because Son of Sam's whole deal was that he thought that Satan was telling him to kill. Mm. In this case, it's God telling him to kill
0: slavers. So yeah, David Berkowitz was on the right side of history. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, even then, like John Don- John Brown didn't believe that God was telling him to kill slavers. He believed that you know, uh, his his under- his vis his understanding and vision of God was incompatible with the existence of slavery and so you know whatever means are necessary to achieve the ends of undoing slavery are Yeah and
1: that's why I'm concerned about this TV show because that's not the vibes I get from the trailers.
0: No yeah that's Ethan Hawke seems to be kind of playing him up as you know basically uh you know loony old, old loony John Brown over there.
1: Yeah. He is doing the correct things but for wildly insane reasons.
0: Yeah, or yeah, in in the context of the TV show. Yeah. Where yeah. it where in in uh in reality, John Brown was like the only sane person at the in 1858.
1: Yeah. Um I guess this is as good time to say it as whip, anyway, but um in college I had a professor who uh tried to claim that uh John Brown was a terrorist who needs to be disavowed and I just want to say <laughs> born, fuck him. <'em. laughs> born to raid south as a fuck.
0: Yeah eight trillion seven hundred and fifty billion dead uh confederates
1: <laughs> fuck them all but anyways uh that's my uh take on the conjuring uh what's your number uh seven
0: yeah anyway back to back to Halloween stuff uh i'm gonna go with the an american werewolf uh, an american werewolf in london excellent movie mm-hmm. proceed with your uh with your uh with with your take um it's pretty british so it's already pretty haunting well it's british through the lens of an american
1: because it was directed by john landis Mm -hmm. and our pov is david the american backpacker
0: yeah well i mean it starts with like you know just dropping off in this like you know uh pub the the slaughtered lamb yeah um and that's already creepy enough like you're already getting wicker man flashbacks and uh then you have like keep to the road yeah keep stay clear up, of the moors yeah stay clear of the moors um honestly probably good advice even in a reality in which you know, <laughs> werewolves aren't real yeah
1: best case scenario you're
0: gonna stumble
1: into like a peat bog and like be sucked down and drown
0: yeah um and I worst mean, case scenario werewolves yeah um american werewolf though i don't know it just it's uh it's not particularly halloweeny but it just has such a strong uh vibe going on and that's why i think i included it on the list it was just you know it just has it has a strong vibe in the same way that
1: all john landis movies have a strong vibe um john uh like just just look at the soundtrack um john landis obviously very indebted to the uh the real oldies he did the blues brothers which was basically his excuse to uh cast all of the like real oldie rock stars that he grew up with cab calloway ray charles aretha franklin etc he also did um animal house which had like sam cook on the soundtrack and he follows up that tradition with uh uh, American werewolf so like he definitely has a vibe that he likes blue, to
0: blue 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 blue
1: ding ding ding, ding. blue
0: blue 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 ball ball bang dang, dang, dang. <laughs> ding, dog, ding, ding, blue.
1: yeah uh he he definitely has a vibe that he likes to revisit yeah so i think that's Partly what gives American Just werewolves. don't look
0: up the making of uh the Twilight Zone movie.
1: John Landis. He doesn't like that movie.
0: I wouldn't either if I made it. Yeah. So uh, holy cute. I mean, I don't think that was his fault.
1: No. It's just a very sad I don't, thing that happened. I don't think he
0: handled it in the best way
1: though. Hmm. Well, anyways. Um yeah, American Werewolf in London, it has a strong vibe
0: because John Landis has a strong vibe. Yeah. I and I mean the horror comedy itself is a great Halloween mode to be in.
1: I went to a panel at Spooky Empire last year uh, about mixing horror with comedy and uh one of the questions that one of the panelists asked the audience was was like what do you think a good horror comedy is? And the first thing that came to mind was American
0: Werewolf in London. Yeah.
1: It's it's kind of the perfect horror comedy.
0: Yeah, it's like a, it's the... That and, like, maybe an Evil Dead 2 are, like, the closest syntheses you can achieve. You know, also another excellent option for uh, the horror comedy is Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Um
1: yeah call it a coin flip between uh american werewolf and shawn of the dead over what the
0: uh the perfect horror comedy
1: yeah pretty much yeah because honestly it's been a minute since i've watched evil dead 2 but i remember that being my least favorite of the trilogy
0: really yeah i always liked uh the original the most I yeah, I I think I kind of fall most on the uh the first film in the trilogy too, but But that's
1: actually an incredibly unpopular uh, opinion. I know. Like we are in the definite minority on that one.
0: I know. Like most people prefer the other two films, but I I've always been a more of a fan of the first Evil Dead. The makeup in it is just so creepy. Yeah like uh the when you have the uh the the one girl like spooky hours the the one girl just like you know push like you know just like trying to like break her way out of the cellar and just like you know just like pushing up on the on the door like the way their eyes are so milky and their skin is just flaking off just like yeah yeah that it all right so the the first evil dead had like an element of comedy to it but it was like 90 percent horror 10 percent comedy and then the evil dead 2 was like
1: 50, 60%, 60% comedy 40% horror yeah and then, and the, then by the time the we army got to of army dark of darkness it was full on action comedy yeah
0: it wasn't even horror anymore at all yeah. so yeah i've al- i've always been more uh mostly a fan of the uh the original evil dead film but, Yeah. you
1: know what were we originally talking about
0: American Werewolf? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of sent us down a, uh, a, a horror comedy rabbit hole.
1: But yeah, American Werewolf, it's just an immaculately constructed uh, comedy. It's an immaculately constructed horror film. Uh, I really get off on the soundtrack. It's a straight fucking bop. Yeah. The only uh, criticism I would make of it is that the uh, ending is incredibly abrupt. Yeah. We can't really discuss that in detail without giving spoilers, but it's jarring, but basically the movie just kind of ends. Yeah. And then blue, 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 blue etc. All right, so
0: are you doing the bass part or am I doing the uh who's doing the melody?
1: Uh neither, because uh we probably shouldn't sing. Yeah. Neither I don't think either of us are very good at it.
0: Not particularly, no. No. Nah. All right, so what's next on the, your list? Ah, uh, Jesus. What number are we on? Uh, um, seven? Yeah, what was the last one you talked about? I think it's seven.
1: Last one I talked about was The Conjuring. So, yeah, we should be on number seven. Uh, mine is House of 1000 Corpses. Okay. A movie that actually does take place on Halloween. And um, I think I was always
0: more of the uh, Rob Zombie vibe than you ever were well as a teenager i had like i don't know almost like (laughs) on uh as stupid as it sounds almost like a religious experience watching the devil's rejects in theaters
1: um the devil's rejects uh fucking ruled and it is the best movie of the uh current firefly trilogy but it's not very halloweeny no it is kind of summery like 90 or like at least 66% of the movie takes place during broad daylight in Texas, so it is a very, like, sunny movie. Yeah. Which I don't feel is entirely appropriate for Halloween. I actually, I
0: actually saw uh, uh, Devil's Rejects before I saw House of a Thousand Corpses. So did I. And then I went back and watched House of a Thousand Corpses afterwards, and I was like, eh... Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely good, but not as good so i feel like i was a little bit spoiled you know in that regard i mean
1: for what it's worth rob zombie doesn't like house of a thousand corpses very much either it was his first feature film and you know when you are a creative type it is often very difficult to revisit your uh, early efforts
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) uh especially since yeah just
0: look back at the first episode of our podcast
1: or the last episode of our podcast
0: yeah they're all sh- they're all equal they're all shit just in different ways yeah uh
1: house uh house of thousand corpses also had like production problems where like it got taken away from him at several times because it was threatened to be slapped with an nc-17 it got shuffled around different uh studios at one point he just like it was so devalued that he was able to just like buy it back and able to get it uh finally uh distributed by i think lionsgate
0: yeah i believe so
1: yeah, but originally it was a Universal picture until Universal decided that they didn't want anything to do
0: with it. Same with MGM, I think. Until they decided to make a Halloween Horror Nights house out of it.
1: Yeah, uh, Rob Zombie eventually reconciled with Universal, but so yeah, any-
0: Yeah, he made two whole Halloween movies about it.
1: Yeah, any, uh, any criticisms you could level at House of Thousand Corpses, you can chalk up to A, Rob Zombie being having never done a feature film before, only, uh, music videos and B studios.
0: I mean, house of a thousand corpses kind of feels like a really long music video. Yeah. But again, I'm kind of about that vibe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't saying that in the pejorative sense. I was just saying that that's kind of like how the movie feels.
1: And I'm kind of about that vibe. Yeah. You know, that's 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 why I put it on my list. Yeah. It's like, it's like if, uh, like, Over the garden wall is, like, classical Halloween vibes. This is, like, dirty, shitty, like, white trash Halloween vibes. Yeah. And it kind of fucking rules.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd agree with that.
1: And we both enjoyed the uh, House of a Thousand Corpses Haunted House quite a bit. Yeah. I feel like that was one of the stronger houses that year. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. It's also the movie where uh, Sid Haig gets the most to do, really.
0: Yeah, but does he get two D fucking fruity?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> but he does get fuck your mama, fuck your sister, fuck your grandma, and most of all, fuck you. <laughs> all
0: right, so the next item on my list, we're just going straight classic. It's Dracula.
1: Yeah yeah i'm not gonna lie this is one of the ones that i saw that was on your list i was like well it's like is there another universal movie that i can put on here that says halloweeny as dracula not really so yeah but just just go
0: off on dracula yeah um you know what 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 can you really say about it, it is like you know it was the uh not the first universal studios monster movie, but it was the first universal studios, like monster talkie. Um, yeah, because, uh, before this, there was
1: just, uh, the Phantom L- of the Opera and well, you know, in, in terms of sound movies, um, oh. there was the cat and the canary, which I believe is lost. No, cat, cat, and, cat and the canary still exists. And, but it was a silent movie. Well, there was a silent one, there was a sound one, and then there was a second sound one, and I believe the second sound one is the one that still exists. Huh. I think. I'd, I'd have to have the information in front of me because um, when you get in- Folks,
0: we have not seen the documents.
1: When you get into uh, movies that are 100 years old and there are multiple versions of them that all have the same name, it gets real confusing real fast. Yeah.
0: But, you know... Uh, if you if you're just talking about like Halloween vibes how can you really you know match Bella Lugosi and listen to them
1: children of the night
0: what music they make
1: yeah just like every fucking line he
0: has in that movie is just like pure poetry and I mean I mean uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier horror comedy this arguably could be the first one it's un. Well, okay, well, there is comic
1: relief, and it's like, everyone of them's gone crazy except me and you. They've all
0: gone crazy. Everyone's crazy except me and you, and I'm starting to have me doubts about you. Yes. (laughs) Backs away very aggressively.
1: Yeah, the fucking groundskeeper and the fucking maid. Yeah, it's like, yeah, those... Okay, yeah, I was... Oh, I... I wasn't sure where you're going with this until I remembered that those two characters existed Yeah, and they are kind of the best part of the movie. If I'm being honest.
0: Yeah. They're the, they're the, yes. The entire movie is just like, just this wash of Gothic energy. And then you just have these two like Shakespearean, uh, like comic relief characters.
1: Yeah, uh Cock- They're like
0: they're like the like the the lantern waving like guard or, or like a uh, guy uh, like uh, the porter in uh, Macbeth basically. Yeah, cockney groundskeeper and just like
1: 10,000% out of it uh made.
0: Yeah. Though Renfield does bring some energy in this movie. Mhm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rats. thousands millions of them
1: is dwight fry the most underrated character actor of all time i think he might be
0: (laughs) i mean probably up there yeah
1: i mean basically all i mean i
0: guess if we if we if, if there was one more underrated we wouldn't know about them
1: i suppose dwight fry at least got an alice cooper song about him yeah the ballad of dwight fry yeah, I guess he will always have that. Yeah, Uh never forget uh, Alice uh, explaining that song. It's like, yeah, we grew up watching all these uh, Universal monster movies, and like
0: Dwight Fry was in all of them, and he was always the scariest part. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess yeah, that's true. Because uh, when they open up the hatch on the ship, and Dwight Fry is just staring up the staircase, <laughs> like eh, <laughs> eh, 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 that is pretty bowel quivering <laughs>
1: yeah and it, it it scared a young alice cooper so much that he made a uh, song about him like 30 years later
0: yeah so what's the next item on your list so number
1: six um i don't know if it's still controversial to like this movie or not but uh my pick is the blair witch project
0: um i don't think it's controversial like the blair witch project anymore so
1: there was a backlash against it at one point.
0: Yeah, that was like nineteen ninety nine.
1: Well, it it was in nineteen ninety nine and then again when, yeah, Paranormal when they released... activity was a thing.
0: Oh, I thought when I thought you were gonna say when they released Book of Shadows.
1: Ah, uh, no. Even people who like Blair Witch Project don't like Book of Shadows.
0: Yeah. But, you know, uh when yeah, when, 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 found yeah, when, when they when thing they again. when they came out with uh, the Paranormal Activity movies, then people were like, "Was found footage ever good?" And it's like, "Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it yes. was, it was, it was good." Yes, yes, I'm here to say that it was good. Um, I would even say that the I I I was actually genuinely frightened by the first Paranormal Activity movie. Oh yeah, I I I'll, I'll cop to that. Yeah, that movie was scary as fuck.
1: Yeah, and it's all of, like. Much like with Blair Witch Project, it's all of the subtle moments that are the most terrifying. Yeah. Like in Paranormal Activity, in like the third act where uh, the girl looks at you and says like, I think we're going to be okay now. <laughs> Just looks into the camera with like the deadest eyes you've ever seen. Is like, fuck, that <laughs> is
0: ball retractingly <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. And I mean, Blair Witch works on the same level. Exactly,
1: yeah, um, yeah, but it, it, it was you know a, a a sort of thing to say like, oh, Blair Witch isn't scary. It's like you know, real, real fucking tough guy hours up in here. Yeah,
0: it's
1: like, no, fuck you. That shit's terrifying. And um, I guess honorable mentioned to uh uh the what was it called the 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 scooby-doo project or whatever it was <laughs> yeah where, yeah
0: the cartoon network parody
1: yeah where they just reenacted the plot of uh the blair witch project but with uh the scooby gang with their like uh mini dv tapes being recovered by the police highly implying that the scooby gang is dead yeah they got blair witched yeah so so um,
0: scooby-doo is dead
1: um also i just want to give a quick shout out to the uh the fact that i think daniel merrick uh one of the writers and directors on uh blair witch uh is a local guy who i think still lives in sarasota
0: yeah he, uh, well i mean we went to that screening at the tampa theater where he was uh doing the uh you know meet meet and greet and like you know <clears throat> question and answer after the film right
1: yeah Uh real yeah. nice guy
0: yeah he seemed cool yeah uh but what's uh so yeah that was number
1: six So I think we're going to take a quick commercial break before we come back with number five. Is that right? Yeah, it sounds about right. All right. So we will be back in a moment or two.
2: Halloween doesn't have to be spooky. Not with Easter Seal safe Halloween coupons, the safe treat that gives treatment. Safe Halloween coupons are good for treats at stores and restaurants Give them to trick or treaters or treat yourself. Give Easter seal safe Halloween coupons because Halloween should be warm and friendly. Coupon books available
1: at Area Burger King's, NCNB Banks, and AMC Theater. And we are back. I believe it is uh, number five, and it is your
0: turn. All right. Uh, the next item on my list is uh, keeping in theme with. Uh, the last item, which is the wolf man. The, oh, wolf, the, the, the wolf
1: man man. Okay. <laughs> I I thought you were just running off of uh, like the concept of wolf men.
0: No. Yeah. The 1941 film, the wolf dash man.
1: Okay. Yeah. um, That is a good one. It is curious to me that you ranked it um, so much higher than Dracula which I thought was one
0: of your favorite films of all time. Uh they're they're both up there. Um it, uh, for me it was kind of a toss up and it kind of uh sort of came to a question of just like what was more Halloweeny? And
1: for me uh if if it's me I'm going vampires all the way.
0: I know, but the wolfman has a lot of fog in it.
1: Does have a lot of fog. But yeah, uh the wolfman is An excellent film.
0: Yeah, honestly, I kind of even like the remake. Again, Bella Lugosi.
1: Yeah, well, briefly. Yeah, he's there for like ten minutes. But yeah, you're talking about a character named Bella.
0: Yeah, but you're talking about the uh, the 2009 Wolfman. Mm Hmm. Yeah, honestly, I I enjoyed that movie. Yeah,
1: it was it it was clearly made by people who had a lot of love for the original uh Benicio del Toro actually owns the original like silver-headed cane from the original movie he's that big a fan of the original Wolfman
0: all right well that's just nerd shirt so <laughs>
1: yeah but just like it deviates. honestly I feel like uh, the 2009 or whatever it was Wolfman is kind of the perfect uh, remake in the sense that it deviates a lot from the original but it still manages to keep the spirit of the original which is what a remake should do
0: yeah well i mean i think that a, a, if you're going to remake a film it should improve on any of the perceived flaws of the original
1: or if not improve since i don't think the original wolfman needed improving yeah at least do something different yeah which it certainly did
0: i don't think yeah i don't think that the original wolfman really had any notable flaws it just took it in a different direction
1: Yeah. uh, Worst thing you could say about the original Wolfman is that it's probably a bit slow for contemporary tastes. Yeah. But that's it. Otherwise, it's, you know, a perfect movie.
0: Yeah. And, again, the vibe. The vibe. The vibe. Can't forget the vibe.
1: Although, there is no shot of the full moon in the entire movie. So, that does have to count against it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean...
1: But on the other hand, the poem.
0: Yeah, even a man who is pure of heart and who says his prayers by night can become a wolf when the wolfbane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. Precisely, yes. So, yeah. uh, Wolfman fucking
1: rules. I would still probably put it behind Dracula. And, of course, my favorite Universal movie, monster movie is... Creature Frank. Oh, yeah, Creature. Creature from the Black Lagoon. yeah yeah bride of frankenstein should be in that conversation as well but i'm a creature fan yeah so you know
0: shot um about an hour north of where we're sitting right now
1: <laughs> yeah they used to do a whole uh festival there kind of like blob fest yeah and, creature fest yeah kind of like blob fest and whatever podunk fucking town that uh the blob was shot in somewhere in pennsylvania i think yeah, i don't know but yeah Silver Springs used to host, like, an annual Creature Fest, which sadly doesn't seem to be a thing anymore. Yeah. Rip in peace.
0: Is Rico Browning still alive?
1: He is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got his autograph uh, last year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, at uh, Spooky Empire. He was there. I got him to sign my uh, my uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon uh, vinyl toy.
0: Nice. Well, the next pick on the list is yours.
1: Yep. And for number five, I'm going with The Changeling.
0: Mm, interesting pick.
1: Yeah. Um well, I wanted a uh, good old-fashioned haunted house movie on the list and I feel like The Changeling is one of the best. Yeah. I I
0: haven't seen The Changeling in a long time. It was featured on uh, the last drive-in so you can watch it on Shutter right now. Yeah. But, yeah, I I remember that from from
1: childhood, because that was, like... It was one of Mom's favorites. Yeah. That and The Woman in White. I watched that particular movie a lot as a kid. Which, that one
0: actually, you know, takes place on Halloween, so... (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, That's also a highly underrated movie, but um, I already put Changeling on the list, so Changeling's what we're going with.
0: Yeah. And also, also, uh, like, a much spookier movie, so...
1: Yeah, um... Woman in White is a uh, something is a, a a a spooky ghost movie that I think is more or less family appropriate. Yeah, Changeling is a bit scarier. I probably shouldn't have watched it at the age that I did since it since it is so spooky. But yeah, just like it, it fits the vibe of the very like strong atmospheric haunted house movie. It's basically the haunting perfected.
0: Yeah. Which that formula has been tried so many times over the years, now that I think about it.
1: It I've never made one, but it has to be very hard to make a good haunted house movie because there've been so many just awful ones.
0: Yeah. And there's there's a wide gulf between like excellent haunted house movies and shit haunted house movies.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. The the easy route is just to go like boo scary face. Yeah. Uh Changeling doesn't go boo scary face. Neither did The Conjuring, which was also an excellent haunted house movie.
0: Well, I I think that's that's what I was talking about with like when we were talking about The Conjuring. That's that's where it kind of lost me was in the third act where it kind of just went off the rails and became an exorcism movie.
1: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to defeat, uh, the, the thing that's haunting the house. Uh, the conjuring involved an exorcism. The changeling involves setting the, uh, the malignant spirit at peace. Yeah. Which I- is itself a form of exorcism. So I don't know. That didn't bother me in the conjuring any more than it bothered me in the changeling. Eh, I don't
0: know. It, 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 it made me, uh, it, 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 it took me out it I yeah I just for whatever reason it just didn't work for me with the conjuring mm.
1: my my take is that if uh, if you buy into uh, this universe and its roles then you also kind of buy into its solutions which like yeah an exorcism that that tracks
0: yeah but the changeling yeah, yeah. a scary ball bouncing downstairs yeah in a prof- like, like a, like you said, like a ball, a ball bouncing down a set of staircase, like a set of stairs, in a ball retractingly terrifying manner.
1: It really is a less is more sort of movie. Yeah, but at this, you know, it is much scarier than uh the Woman in White, but it is uh, technically equally uh, child friendly. I mean, I watched it when I was like five. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I guess if you want a good, uh, spooky movie that, uh, you can have on while your kids in the room, uh, look up the changeling. It's relatively obscure.
0: Yeah. It, it gets overshadowed by movies like the haunting and, uh, you know, the haunting of Hill house. But... I actually
1: have a, a, a book by a uh, room magazine on like the top 200, uh, lesser known horror classics uh listed alphabetically and the Changeling is in there. Yeah. Honestly, I think my VHS copy that I have used to belong to mom.
0: No, yeah, it did. Yeah, so. Yeah, that that was in uh mom's so, collection but... and, and then it was in my collection and then I think I just like left it at your place or something.
1: In any case, yeah, so a bit of a personal uh connection there, so. Yeah. But yeah, the Changeling fucking rolls. Uh give it give it a watch if you can find it. I don't know what it's streaming on, so other it's, than shutter.
0: Yeah, it's it's on shutter and otherwise it's around. Um So, uh you're at number 4. Yep. And this one is Hocus Pocus. Fuck
1: you. <laughs> that was my number
0: 3. Yeah. Well, uh we we addressed this in a uh, in an episode of uh you know our podcast you know I th- I th- I think it was our last episode we talk we we shot the shit about hocus pocus for a minute yeah could have been who remembers I sure don't well the point is I was into it before it was cool <laughs> 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 and I mean that's the only important thing that matters
1: <laughs> is that all you have to say about hocus pocus.
0: No, I mean, honestly, like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a really campy, cheesy, silly movie. And I just love every fucking minute of it.
1: It is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I love, uh, fucking Bette Midler's, uh, you know, just like, uh, (laughs) musical number that comes out of nowhere in the middle of the film.
1: I put a spell on you. Yeah. Honestly, my first exposure to that song.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, well, before I knew who uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins or Arthur Brown
0: was. Yeah,
1: Sarah Jessica Parker uh, pops up in this one as well. Yeah, I don't know if we talked Make-
0: making her second appearance on the list. Yeah, as the hot one. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think that's, uh, an important part of Hocus Pocus is that. Um, this is a very horny movie well it's a very horny movie but also the only people who uh remember this movie at like more than six weeks after it was released are either uh women or gay (laughs) eh
1: well yeah I mean it's got
0: beth Midler in it so yeah that answers one side of that equation and I mean we watched this like you know we had a uh a we in 1999,
1: a- we moved from San Diego, California, to um, the 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 greater Tampa area, Florida, roughly a three thousand mile drive, and we watched this movie on repeat.
0: Yeah, we had a uh, like I think a nine, 13, a thir- not like a nine inch TV with a built in VCR that was bungee corded to the uh,
1: to the middle seat in our minivan. Yeah.
0: Sadly that TV no longer works. I tested it out and ate one of my tapes. Eh. Eh, yeah. Soldier put in a good put in a good fight. Yeah. yeah. So it goes. Um, But you know yeah we, we drove across the country about 3,000 miles with like this and I think a couple of Winnie the Pooh tapes
1: but basically what you're saying is um we watched our hocus pocus tape until it wore out and all y'all haven't put in your time
0: yeah <laughs> yeah uh i i put i i deserve my stripes on the hook in the hocus pocus fandom <laughs> okay all y'all motherfuckers don't know shit about hocus
1: pocus so is that all you have to say on hocus pocus for now
0: no, it's not all
1: I got to say, but that's all I'll say for today. <laughs> all right. Well, my number four. So on a lot of lists of uh, Halloween movies, you see Coraline. Mm-hmm. I'm going Paranorman.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's a good pick because it does take place on Halloween. <laughs> it does. And I also think
1: it is a better movie than Coraline in every way. Coraline was uh, the first movie that Laika Studios had ever done on their own and while it is a good movie it was also like you know a first movie uh Paranorman shows a lot more polish than Coraline does I think and the antagonist of the movie is like one of the most sympathetic monsters if you can even call them that that I've seen in any genre,
0: really. Never mind a children's movie. He was basically just like a repentant, uh, you know, like Puritan. Right? I was
1: talking. I was talking about the actual antagonist, the witch. Oh, I thought I, yeah, I thought. Well, I mean, I thought the end an- villain and antagonist are two different.
0: Yeah, things. It's, uh, yeah, it's a very important point. Yeah, yeah, the antagonist is the the witch, but the yeah, the villain is the Puritan. So
1: although yeah he's also ends up being
0: pretty sympathetic yeah yeah
1: so yeah uh, yeah
0: it works on a lot of different levels
1: yeah I, I i got the trailers for paranormal uh and i thought it looked awful yeah
0: uh, same i i saw the trailer i mean that that happened for the first several Leica movies like i but- saw the trailers and i was like this looks like dog shit and then i saw the movie and i was like this was a fucking fantastic movie <laughs>
1: but yeah it's like i saw the trailer for paranormal and i thought that looks fucking awful but after i get i i watched one good youtube review of it i was like all right i'll go check it out and i think it was you me and mom again yeah and i remember like fucking crying
0: by the end yeah yeah after paranormal i was like yeah i mean fuck me man i'll, I'll never doubt uh like a studio's they know what they are doing.
1: They are masters at their crafts who definitely need to find a better editor for their trailers. Yeah. Because their trailers are not representative of their
0: products. Though at this point I don't think they really even rely on that anymore.
1: Yeah, they're they're at a space where it's like they're going well, because stop motion is so like labor and cost intensive, they do need general audiences, but they are at a space where, like, if they just come out with a new movie, they will get a dare, a guaranteed audience.
0: Yeah. Like uh, when they first announced Kubo, I was like, "All right, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about it, but it's Leica, so fuck it." I actually still haven't seen Kubo. <laughs> I own the soundtrack.
1: Cause I went to the Kubo, uh, uh, Yeah, the
0: the Leica experience at, at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. I-,
1: I wanted the Paranorman score, but it was sold out, so I was like, uh oh, Cuba looks cool as shit. I'm sure I would love it if I actually saw it. But since Leica isn't owned by anyone, uh their movies are like much harder to find on streaming. Yeah.
0: I think I actually have one of the uh Kubo and the two strings uh pins like floating around on my desk here somewhere. But yeah, I I I just uh went for the uh the posters.
1: But yeah, uh, Paranorman. Um, it's difficult for me to say all of my feelings about it without getting into spoilers. So uh, let me just say that it is a child-friendly movie that is deeply indebted to like horror movies of specifically the 70s and the 80s, with multiple well-rounded, sympathetic characters, and it will leave you feeling. Mm-hmm satisfied by the ending yeah an all-around excellent movie i can't i could hardly recommend it enough
0: yeah basically if you have kids and you're not showing them paranormal for halloween you're a bad parent you fucked up yeah you done goofed all right so the next item on my list is taking a <laughs> taking a whole 180 we're doing murder party <laughs> <laughs> this movie is not child friendly. Uh, th- this might be the least child friendly movie on the whole list,
1: but I do love it. Yeah. Um. So, the way we found out about Murder Party—correct me if I'm wrong—but you just kind of bought it from uh, the Sound Exchange that used to be next to the Publix on Cur- on uh, uh no, I,
0: no. I was I was introduced to this from uh, a couple of friends um, before that. Oh, yeah. Um I don't I don't I don't think you would know the people that I'm talking to. It, it about. doesn't matter because Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know these people and also nobody listening to this would know these people. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So get on with it. Yeah. Um so I was introduced to this movie uh it was popped in and I was just kind of like this is basically everything that I want out of Halloween, man. <laughs>
1: So plot synopsis basically, um, there's this uh, low down kind of loser guy. He works for the government.
0: Yeah, he's he. I mean, he's he doesn't seem like a bad guy. He just seems like he's just know. kind of a loser. He's, yeah, like, he's he's a lonely loser. guy. Yeah, he's a he's a loser, and he uh, ends up getting he he
1: finds on the street an invitation to a quote unquote murder party. Yeah, and. For want of anything better to do on Halloween, he decides to go there.
0: Yeah, and he finds himself. Turns
1: out, it's in, it's exactly what it says on the tin.
0: Yeah, he's going to be murdered at the party. Um,
1: for art.
0: Yeah. Um. Th- Alright. So, so this film was released in two thousand seven, and so actually, it was part of a uh, trilogy. Oh, was it? Yeah, with- uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Murder Party and uh, Green Room and- uh, Really? Yeah.
1: I had no idea that this had any relation to Green Room.
0: Yeah. um, Hang on, let me look it up real quick. I mean, it makes sense,
1: but Green Room is basically a more, a higher budgeted, more political version of Murder Party.
0: Oh, shit. Has a 100% critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean it's an excellent movie. Yeah. Uh yeah, the director did do Green Room. Yeah. Yeah, it was like in, uh like in a trilogy with like a Green Room and um, I think Blue Ruin or something. I have no idea what Blue Ruin is, so.
1: We can look we can look that up on our own time, but Yeah. But yeah, um even today uh Murder Party doesn't get a whole lot of play, like hardly anyone even knows what it is fewer people talk about it
0: yeah but it's a fucking excellent film
1: yeah um it clearly has a lot to say about like you know institutional art yeah and how it's all bollocks
0: or you might say it's all dildos
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know much about um jeremy salini or his uh education but he seems to take a pretty uh skeptical view towards um you know traditional means of producing media
0: <laughs> yeah art question mark
1: <laughs> yeah that was the scene in the movie
0: <laughs> well you know as they say in the film fuck this scene everybody dies <laughs>
1: fuck this scene everybody dies <laughs> And fuck you if you don't like Murder Party. This movie fucking rules. I love it. Yeah, so much.
0: Actually, when we were talking about uh, horror comedies earlier, (laughs) like
1: honestly, if anything could give uh, American Werewolf a run for its money, it would be Murder Party.
0: Yeah. If you've never seen this movie, uh, you got to give it a watch. The Murder Party is honestly.
1: (laughs) I'm looking at his uh, Wikipedia right now. Apparently, Green Room actually has a lower Rotten Tomato score than Murder Party murder party has a hundred percent green room only has 90
0: yeah (laughs) you know what honestly i've seen both of those movies and i like murder party more than i like green room oh
1: there's no nazis in it yeah i think
0: who knows (laughs) does have the n-word a few times it does have the n-word and a confederate (laughs) wallet um this is a belt buckle no uh, she says you have yeah, a confederate you confe- belt buckle Yeah, got it yeah, confused yeah. got it twisted you've got a confederate belt buckle uh, actually it's a wallet <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah murder party fucking rules I really don't want to even describe it any more than I have to because like yeah. it really just needs to be I want you to see it the way that I saw it which was knowing nothing I shouldn't even tell you that it was from the director of green room <laughs>
0: You remember when we were eating popsicles? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Ooh, that's big and in- big proto inter in cell energy." Ah, <laughs> uh, there's just
1: so much in this movie.
0: <sighs> yeah, the, yeah, this movie really presages much of the thing, like you know, basically everything that would happen over the next ten
1: years. <laughs> fuck i love murder party um is that all we have on murder party other than the fact that we love it
0: sir lancelot would you please get down <laughs>
1: <laughs> a flawless opening and closing gag when you see the movie you will understand
0: god damn it such a good movie <laughs> uh what was that you're number 3 i think that was number 4 uh no no nope that was number 3. Okay, my number 3 is
1: hocus pocus. Okay, which we already talked about. Yeah. Um basically It put a spell on you. Basically the only thing I have to add is um did you know that uh Billy the Zombie was played by Doug Jones? No. Yeah, that was like Doug Jones's first like a uh, big prosthetics role before he played uh Ape uh, Sabian and yeah, Hellboy. Yeah, be- before
0: he played every other person covered in prosthetics in Hollywood.
1: Yeah. Basically the Andy Circus of prosthetics. Yeah. So that's basically all I had to add to uh, Hocus Pocus. You covered it pretty, uh,
0: pretty comprehensively. All right. So number two for me is going to be Trick or Treat.
1: Yeah. This is a movie I definitely would have included on my list if I wasn't already aware that it was on yours. Yeah. Um... I mean,
0: what can you really say?
1: It's just real fucking Halloween hours. Yeah. It, okay, well, what you can say is that it is an anthology film and is one of the rare anthology films that I feel like doesn't really have a weak link. No. Like all the, typically with an anthology film, you have like one, maybe two really good segments and then one that really like really lags behind them. Not so much with this one. No. Um
0: Trick or Treat is really like just it's fucking hitting on all cylinders from beginning to end.
1: Yeah, and it was directed by uh, a fella named Michael Doherty, who also directed Krampus. Mm. And he also directed my favorite film of 2019, Godzilla King of the Monsters.
0: Oh, shit. Did he?
1: Yeah, he did. That's Michael Doherty.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. Michael Doherty. Of- that was an. Ex- <laughs> I mean, you know I love Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I I I looked into uh, his whole uh, directing process on that, and he strikes me as someone who's just like, like, deeply, intrinsically, Guillermo del Toro levels of in love with these fucking monsters. Like, okay, he, he was just having a fucking blast every single day he was working on that movie, and it comes across. And I can't help but read that into Trick or Treat because this is this reads like a movie made by someone who is just like having a fucking ball every day he turned up to work.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's the thing that really uh, shines through in Trick or Treat is that just that it's it's a movie that just feels Halloweeny in the most fun, just blissful manner. Like it just feels it feels like halloween and
1: that very much comes across and honestly it comes across in anything that the trick-or-treat label even touches because both halloween hornets did a scare zone and a haunted house based off of this movie and i think both were like your favorites of those respective years yeah because Uh, just because they felt just so very like of the season yeah
0: they felt so intrinsically halloween
1: and yeah that's that's honestly probably the highest compliment you could pay to a movie like trick-or-treats is like this just is halloween
0: yeah in in a like you know ethereal like spiritual sense this is halloween yeah so yeah honestly i don't really
1: like i have no notes You, you, you 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 hit a grand slam on your first swing yeah. Good job.
0: The what would you say is better, Shin Godzilla or uh Godzilla King of the Monsters? King of the Monsters. Yeah.
1: Shin Godzilla is a better horror movie. Uh King of the Monsters is a better Godzilla movie.
0: Well, Shin Godzilla could be better if you introduce some ron
1: I mean, honestly, I could go off for a while just about the score of uh, King of the Monsters. So better we don't get into that in an enti- in an unrelated uh, uh, podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Shinji getting the giant uh, lizard monster. Yeah. So. So. All my right, num- So the next my item number, on the list.
1: My number two, uh, which I'm thankful that you seem to have neglected. Beetlejuice. Ooh. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice.
0: Ooh, that's a that's a good pick.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: uh, let me tell you, folks.
1: <laughs> uh yeah. In terms of things that aren't necessarily as Halloween themed as trick or treat, but which still feel like yeah, it, inextricable it has, it has from the vibe. It's inextricable from the Halloween vibe. I, Beetle, fuck, it's fucking Beetlejuice. Yeah, like this was this was Tim Burton at his prime before like the the whole Tim Burton shtick got you know played out and before I think even Tim Burton got tired of it. Like this is just such a fun movie. I feel like Tim Burton was really having fun making it. I feel yeah, like, I don't I don't think I, feel Tim, like Michael Keaton, I don't think
0: Tim Burton has really given a shit about much in the past like two decades. But yeah. you know, you could tell that he was having a fucking blast making this movie. He was having a blast, Michael Keaton was having a blast, Winona Ryder was having a blast
1: Catherine O'Hara was having a blast it's yeah like, this movie is just like unmitigated autumnal fun
0: well you know what they say jump in the line Rocky buddy in time <laughs> yeah Beetlejuice is just like a damn fine movie
1: I love the shit out of it <laughs> if ever it's on TV I'll just like stop
0: scrolling and it's like
1: eh, I can watch a few minutes of this then a few minutes turn into, like, yeah, you just end, end up, credits. Yeah,
0: you just end up watching the entire fucking thing.
1: Precisely, yeah. yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, Beetlejuice a lot on our uh, last episode, so I won't really try and retread uh, so much territory. Just, like, yeah, Beetlejuice every October. Gotta watch it.
2: Yeah.
0: Next question. <laughs> All right. So we're now down to number one. Number one. For me, what can you pick but Halloween?
1: I can tell you what I picked aside from Halloween. Halloween 3.
0: Well, I mean, that was also on my list, but just yeah. much higher. It's a question of what you want your your hills to run wed with.
1: Okay, so Halloween probably would have been my number one if it wasn't for the fact that I already knew it was on your list. Yeah. I missed the part where you put Halloween three on your
0: list. Yeah.
1: I assumed you were sticking to the uh one entry per franchise rule.
0: No, I never I never would adhere to that rule. Okay. Because every every movie is an island unto itself.
1: <laughs> okay, well uh roll Halloween and Halloween three into one entry.
0: Yeah, we've achieved synthesis this night.
1: Yeah. Uh they are the two best uh films in the franchise.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: No no question. Okay, well, admittedly, I haven't seen Halloween 2018. I don't think you have either. No. So. But they can't be better. Eh. I mean, it's plausible. It could be better than Halloween
0: 3. It could be. Because
1: Halloween 3, as much as I love it, it does have problems.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a flawed film, but could it be more Halloween-y than Halloween 3?
1: Probably not.
0: Yeah, and that's what we're gauging this evening. It's not, what's a good, like, if we were gauging, like, good movies, would Hocus Pocus be on this list? Would uh, Sleepy Hollow or House of a Thousand Corpses? No, because we're not talking about good movies. We're talking about Halloween movies.
1: Right, yeah, so. um, There's probably no universe where Halloween or Halloween Kills can beat out Halloween Halloween or Halloween (laughs) Yeah, uh, stupid-ass
0: naming conventions. Yeah. Hate that shit. Which, you know, honestly, I think we need to get into that on a later episode. I have a whole, like, you know, uh, I've got a whole corkboard about the uh, Halloween uh, continuity. Yeah, we've been meaning to
1: get into it. Um, I don't know, maybe stick a pin in that and save it for next year. Eh.
0: Yeah, see if a couple more Halloween movies show up in the meantime.
1: Well, by then, Halloween Kills will be out. That mm. got pushed back till next year. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, what can you really say about Halloween? That hasn't hasn't already been said.
1: It is the most autumnal movie ever shot in Southern California. Yeah. Granted, they cheated by like painting a bunch of paper uh, leaves uh, brown and orange, and then scattering them around. And then collecting them up at the end of of the shooting because they couldn't afford to do
0: it twice. Yeah, the leaves don't change super good in Southern California. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but... uh, There's also a couple
1: shots where you can see palm trees in the background, which are super not native to Illinois. Also, Michael threatens... uh, Was it? Danny? He menaces Danny at uh, his school, which happens to be one of the, like, Outdoor schools that super don't exist in the Midwest. Yeah, because let me tell you, you're gonna freeze your dick off.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, in California, uh, most schools are outdoors. Um, which same here in Florida. Yeah, I'm, I'm under uh, reliable uh, uh, information from the uh, from somebody who went to the mid, who lived in the Midwest, uh, suggests that that's not a thing. Nope. Not 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 quite so much, you'll, yeah.
1: you'll have kids getting frostbite uh when they move
0: between periods, yeah, but regardless an absolute classic absolute legend, um both of them I would say, Halloween one and three,
1: yep, yeah, they are my two favorite films in the franchise, and I really wish I could peer into the alternate
0: timeline where Halloween three was a success. And the Halloween franchise just became an anthology series?
1: Yeah, because I feel like there's so much that could have been done with that.
0: Oh, yeah. That would have been so good.
1: I mean, I guess it would have just become Trigger Treat, but... Yeah.
0: Though, why is Trigger Treat not a franchise? (laughs) Because Michael Doherty moved on to other projects
1: and he was probably the only one who's really passionate about it. (sighs)
0: So it goes.
1: So it goes. I mean, there is a saying that like a good idea never dies, so. Yeah. And he isn't attached to a Godzilla versus King Kong, which both fills me with trepidation, but also gives me hope that maybe he'll do like a Trick or Treat Part 2.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, let's uh run through the list real quick. All right. Number Ten, My number ten, Sleepy Hollow. My number ten, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. And then we've got Halloween three. For me, Sleepy Hollow. For me, the Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad.
1: Number eight for me, the Conjuring.
0: And then the American werewolf in London.
1: Number Seven for me, House of a Thousand
0: Corpses. Then we've got Dracula.
1: Number six for me, The Blair Witch Project.
0: And then the Wolf Man.
1: Number five for me, The Changeling.
0: And then, Hookus Pucus.
1: Number four for me, Paranorman. And then, Murder Party. Number three for me, Hocus Pocus. And then, Trick or Treat. Number two for me, Beetlejuice. And Halloween. And number one for me, Halloween 3. All right. think it's time to sign off, because it is currently, like,
0: three- it's Beyond the witching hour.
1: Quite. So, my name is Ness. And David. And thank you for staying up with us for another Splatterpunks Splattercast. We will be seeing you soon.
0: And happy Halloween. Stay witchy, my friends.
2: Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick or treat for Halloween. When the pumpkin shells cast evil spells. Your little white house turns green, your little white house turns green, your little white house turns green, every ghost is a ghost, if you got a witch's broom. And if you want your gate to circulate, oh, oh, we can do that too. Mm-hmm. Trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat for Halloween. When ghosts and goblins by the score ring the bell on your front door, you better not be stingy or your nightmares will come true. <laughs> <laughs>